0: You're dialed in to the Turn Two Podcast with your hosts, Matt Mills and Tito. Welcome back, Cardinal fans, to another episode of the Turn Two Podcast, Season 3, Episode 9. Back with me again, as usual, Tito. Tito, how's everything going today?
1: Not too bad. A little rainy outside. Had a nice little storm roll through... Uh... Glen Carver and Edwardsville area. So, uh, nice little light show late night. So, uh, you know, as I sit here waiting for the next Cardinal game to start, uh, I'm a little down, but, uh, you know, uh, I'm still optimistic that the team is going to turn that corner.
0: Yeah. I mean, every team's going to hit a rough patch. I mean, at some point in time during a season, um, And I guess, you know, if if the Cardinals are going to do it because they haven't yet so far, you know, let's just do it now and get it over with because um, it's better to get it over with now instead of, uh, you know, late September.
1: Yeah. And and we've talked about it before. Um, You know, we can't rely on the Cardinals, you know, winning 17 games in a row to, to get them out of their misery. So, you know, hopefully. Once they uh, come back home and get to the all-star break, um, things start to turn around, um, but there's still games to play uh, and, and they need to show up today um, and they need to, to be ready for the weekend.
0: Yeah, um, I can see today. I can I can see a good uh, outing coming out of Matthew Libertor. Um, I know he had a little rough out last time he, he uh, took the mound, but um, I feel like today is going to be a good day for him. Uh, you know, especially after a rough night for the the bats last night, hopefully they can put them on the ball today and get things going because uh, they need it before they head um, they uh, start the series against the uh, the Phillies.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and and this is a Phillies team that just took them to to task at you know in Philadelphia. So um, you would hope that if the Cardinals do win today. They carry some momentum into the weekend weekend series against the Phillies. And then, um, lo and behold, you've got a heck of a matchup against the, the Dodgers at home, um, you know, uh, just a little bit before the All-Star break. So um, we, we said it a couple uh, uh, episodes ago. Um, it might have been even last episode, but we talked about the schedule um, that June was going to be was going to finish up OK but those first few weeks of July are very, very tough. Um, and I think you had a tweet earlier um, in the day yesterday, or maybe it was a couple of days ago where it's uh, where you said, you know, the Cardinals are relatively average outside of their division or we get exposed, I guess, is what you said. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm going to have to agree with you right now, at least that, you know, as we have gone on this season, what they've been, now they're under 500 against teams not in the central division. So um, it, it, they've, got, they've got to come ready to play. Uh, they really need to, to come out today and show some life. Um, I do expect them to win, um, but let's not, let's not overlook Spencer Strider. He's had a pretty good season so far. He racks up strikeouts pretty quickly. Um, so they've, they've got to come ready to play. I mean, that, that's part of, that's part of this, the season. I know it's a long season and I know Cardinal fans don't want to hear, you know, it's only July and blah, 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 blah. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is that they need to come ready to play.
0: Yeah. And I think, I think that one of the main issues is we've been leaning on a lot on, um, and, uh, Goldschmidt to cover this team. Um, and, you know, Goldie's having an MVP-type season. is not far behind him. But um, they can't be the only uh, the bats swinging. So
1: sure.
0: we're going to have to get some guys together. And I was thinking last night, you know, what what can be done or what should be done to keep things going. And I think one of the – obviously, I don't know if this is the, the, the issue, but, you know, the other day, uh, Marmol completely – swap people around and I I don't like that for a couple of reasons, especially whenever guys are hitting the same spots all the time. And just because you're giving days off, you know, you don't have to swap everything completely around. But um I don't know. I it's just not going well right now.
1: Yeah. And I think part of it is fatigue. I mean they are playing a lot of games and a lot of days. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that plays a part in it. Um, and at the same time, they're still, you know, they're still facing good pitching. It's, you know, you're not, it's not like they're not facing scrubs or anything like that. They're still facing good pitching. Um, and that's been one of the things throughout the entire season. I feel like the Cardinals have always seen the best pitchers out of every single team they've played, um, you know, for better or worse. Right. I mean, I think it only helps them or serves them. To, to see their best pitching. Uh, that way you know what it looks like in case playoff time comes around or down the stretch. Um, but, you know, for, for all the uh, kicks and giggles that the Cardinals are giving us, you know, I, I also look at a team like Milwaukee. I mean, look what happened to Corbin Burns yesterday, or I think it was yesterday, yeah, that he goes out there, throws six innings, seven innings, ten strikeouts, and the Brewers still managed to lose to the Cubs two to one. Um, and Josh Hader is the one that takes the loss on that. And, you know, I think to put it in perspective is like, you know, it's not out of hand, right? It's, it's not 10, 15 games back right now. Um, you're still within, you, you're still within punching reach. And that's a good thing. Um, because once this second week of July is over, the, the schedule really, really starts to open up. And that's where you're going to really start to pack on wins if they can do it. Now, I think the big thing here is what are they going to do between that, you know, the all star break and the the trade deadline in order to make that happen? And that, that I know that's a big question for everybody. And it seems like that's the only question anybody wants to talk about.
0: yeah um i mean we're a few weeks out from the trade deadline and to me you know um make make um make strides now i mean i don't see why you're waiting around just to take losses doesn't do much but uh, you know i I guess you could say that mosaic's probably just uh, keeping an eye on the market as he likes to say um but at the same time you know we are just we are just taking l's and i i don't i don't i don't know um
1: Yeah. It's, it's weird because I I mean, I think obviously the big gripe right now is that everybody that Mo has brought on board has, is, is not doing well. Um, no, none of the pitchers are doing well. Um, we can't seem to get any production out of the catcher's position. Uh, doesn't help that Molina is on the IL and will continue to be on the IL. Um, it's just one of those things where you you know things just are not going their way. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, earlier this year, the the Brewers were in the middle of a eight you know eight losses in a row, and some of them were come or some of them were against the Nationals and some of the worst teams in in the league, um, and they were going through it. So now the car it's the Cardinals' turn to to really go through it. Um, but you just wish that it wasn't as stinky as it looks on the field, right? Um, because the pitching just hasn't been as good as it needs to be. Um, I think the offense is fine. I'm not, I'm not too worried about it. but uh, the pitching the, the starting pitching is not is not going well. And I feel like we're in a duality of, of 2021 in a way where we know that we need starting pitching and both, you know coming into both seasons. Um, we play the hand that we're, we have, um, and it's backfiring just a little bit or just enough for us to say, okay, we really need starting pitching, but I think people need to understand this. Mo is not going to go out there and trade for Frankie Montes today. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just not going to happen and it's not necessarily because of Mo, right? If you're the Oakland af- Athletics, well, one, he might be hurt, so who knows. But let's say he's healthy. If you're the Oakland Athletics, why would you trade on July 7th? Yeah, that yeah. makes That does not make any sense to me. If I was the Oakland A's, and I'm sure they are going to do this, they're going to wait as long as they can to get the best deal possible. They don't want to be fleeced for a guy that throws 97 with good movement good look, uh, good accuracy, they're not going to do that. They need the best players that they can get out of that deal. Um, and only if a team was so desperate would they ever trade early on this year. And, and it's the same for any starting pitcher that's on the market right now. Don't you agree?
0: Yeah, I mean, in our eyes as a team that is needing pitching, you know, yeah, we need something now, but there are two – two parts to the, to making a trade. And if somebody is not going to pick somebody up or sorry, if somebody's trading a piece away, they're definitely not going to just send it off now just to get something done, maybe in the first month or two of the season, but we are, you know, we're looking at July now and it's approaching closer to the deadline and teams want to get the best out of their players that they can. And that's why, that's why I kind of feel like they have kept Alec Burleson in AAA. Um, not because he's not a good player, because he hits the ball, you know. Um, his defense is terrible, but a- as a potential trade candidate, you know, a team wants the most out of a player, and if they can keep that player's time, you know, service time there, that's what you're looking for. Um, and uh, well, I don't know if he's going to be traded, but um, he could he could be very well be a piece that is moved um in the coming weeks for a pitcher or whatever the heck they need because you know it it to me and to a lot of people it doesn't make sense that they brought up Connor Capel instead of Alec Burleson. Plain and simple. Um that's just my thought though.
1: No, I mean I think it I think it bears makes a lot of sense. I mean unless unless the thought is is that Alec Burleson is going to be a trade chip which I think would anger a lot of the, a lot of the fan base um, given what the production has been in, in certain aspect to the regular outfield now. Um, you know, if he, if he is going to be a trade chip, then I can see why they're holding him back. Um, but at the same time, maybe they're just saying, hey, Connor Cable, go see what you can do out there. Maybe you are the trade chip see what you can do at the major league level. So there are, there are a lot of layers to that. And I, I don't want to put my chips in all in all in one basket. Um, but I think that would be a, a, a pretty good smoke screen is that get Connor some playing time so they can, so they can show other teams what he is capable of. I mean, he did hit a home run dead center field, right. The other day. yeah, um, And that's some pretty good power for a, for a young guy. So let, let, make no mistake about it. The, the Cardinals still have a bunch of depth down in their, in their minor league system, but it's for a lot of position players. It's not for a lot of pitching anymore. Um, I know that like, you know, two, three years ago, the Cardinals had a ton, well, probably more like four or five years ago, they had a ton of pitching depth coming up in the system. And that has wilted really, really quickly. And mainly because of the trades that Mo has made in the, in the past few years, you know, obviously Sandy Alcantara is the, is the big fish right now. And Zach Gallen, who's proven very capable. Um, But those two, you know, would easily slot into our rotation today um, without a question in my mind. Um, And, and then who knows what you could have done with the capital that you save on, uh, keeping Alcantara and, and Gallon in your rotation and not having to pay certain other players.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the the more and more you look at the Alcantara trade, the more it hurts a little bit.
1: Yeah, of um, course, of course. I mean, there's no there's no way around it. I mean, like, dude, the dude's throwing 101 on the dot <laughs> on the black.
0: Well, and he's taking um, losses into the ninth, and
1: yeah. I mean, turning it around, yeah. You
0: know. Grief, dude's a workhorse.
1: It, yeah, and and look, that it is what it is. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. P- people need to understand this. You can chirp, mow all you want about this trade, uh, and nobody's going to stop you. The problem was, is I would guarantee most people were claiming to get one of the outfielders at the time, and they made a trade that they thought was best for them at the time. Of course, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, and we're looking at it now and saying, oh, man, yeah, it feels great to, to not have Sandy Alcantara because then he goes out, throws a gem of a game, and then the next day Marcelo Zuna's blasting two home runs off of you um, like it's nothing, you know. And it is what it is. You know, Mo, you know, he will tell you himself, you know, it probably wasn't the best trade in the world, but we did what we thought we could. I guarantee you he would say that. And I'm not mad at Mo, but I think it's just one of those things where look, it it happened, and now now they are scared to make big trades like that again. I, I think that really plays an impact on how they view the market.
0: Yeah, um, and I think well, and and also their their signing of um, relief pitchers should also oh, start Bre- to be
1: well, Brett Cecil.
0: Yeah, good grief.
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, all these all these misses, they're big misses because they're big money and or they cost a lot in terms of prospects. And you're you're buying and you're trying to hope that these guys retain form. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is Marcel Zuna while he had a, a okay-ish time in St. Louis, it wasn't great. It wasn't worthy of a contract, and that's why they moved on from him. Um, but, you know, you can always second guess. Well, why would we pay for two years of Marcelo Zuna to be terrible? Well, you don't know that. So that's that's the problem with these things. Again, hindsight is 2020. I, I really do think, though, it, it does mess with their head in terms of, you know, what can they do or what are they willing to do? I mean, they've got on record saying they're not going to sell the farm. They just yeah. won't do it. I mean, look what they did last year. They could have gone out there and got a starter. They wouldn't got Max Scherzer, but they didn't. They went out and got John Lester and uh, what's his name, Jay Happ and Wade LeBlanc off free agency. Um, and they 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 almost beat the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Who went out and got Max Scherzer. So it, it's not always about high profile name. It's not always about you know big return. Um, you have to find what the team needs. And right now the team need is, is obvious and that's starting pitching and then some middle relief if you can get some, but I I do expect the Cardinals to, to find a way to go out and get a starting pitcher. It's just, who is that going to be? I I don't know.
0: Yep. No, I agree. And yeah, I mean, you know, I would say, I would say the majority of (laughs) Mosellox trades have panned out perfectly. Um, I mean, you look at the Goldschmidt trade, the Arenado trade for the most part. Um, I don't see anything issue at all with, with that one either. Um, but I mean, you can't, I think, I think a lot of times it, it's not necessarily stupid moves you can't make, but um, sometimes you just got to take a leap. And, um, you know, there was that one that bit us, but um, you just got to move forward and then keep plugging. Cause at the end of the day, you know, I don't want to say that you're wasting the last years of of two of the best players that the majors have seen at their positions, but um, I mean, that's what you're getting at and um, you need to make a push because I think, I think that if, I think that if you were to win a world series this year, I think you could see Wainwright um, retiring on a, um, on a, on a win. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I could see that too, but I mean, I still think he comes back next year, no matter what. Um, I still think he's, he's still thinking longevity and and thinking of the uh, uh, hall of fame potential that he, his career is coming to. I mean, um, you know, if he would have won a couple more games already, I would have said, you know, 200 is a for sure lock. Um, If he plays next season, then yes, it's it's definitely going to happen. Um, there are some I'm sure there's some cardinal pitching um, history his you know history books that he's trying to chase down to so um, i I could see him coming back but I mean let, let's let's talk about let's talk about some of the names that have come across obviously Frankie montes has has been a big name Madison Bumgarner has been a big name um, another uh, name that I saw was Uh, Paul Blackburn of the Oakland A's who seems like a, a a very pro cardinal move in terms of cost control and and not going to cost you too much. Uh, Is there anybody else that you've heard that you'd be intrigued by?
0: I've heard no. Um, But I mean, yeah, not that I've heard, not that there's nobody, there's nobody that really sticks out though, either.
1: Yeah, it's weird because it feels like this year there's not a ton of players where, like, there's an obvious, like, I have to have this person on my team. It's, there's not a Max Scherzer available, right, um, that you have to have on your team that is going to push you over the top. But there are still serviceable arms out there that will help you either win your division or push you in the right direction. Um, you know, another name that I saw was Zach Granke. Um, I'm not sure that he would want to come to St. Louis or would like to play in St. Louis. What do you think about that?
0: Um, I mean, I, he was on their no trade on his no trade list, uh, what he was with Houston. I do know that, but um I, I don't know. I, I think he would be fine here, um, but it's I don't know if he's got anything like that with his um, his Kansas City contract. I think that if he was to be traded out of Kansas City, he would probably not show up. I mean, I don't know if he can do that, but he just seems like I don't, you know, Grinky's kind of different. He's kind yeah, of different.
1: And I'm not sure that and the only reason I bring him up is because I saw somebody toss it out there. I just don't know if he would mesh well with the clubhouse either. I think he's just one of those, you know, he has his personality and that's fine. I I just think that the clubhouse this year is a little bit more loose than it has been in years past. Um, it's a lot younger uh, than it has been in years past. So uh, I'm not sure how much he would mesh I- inside that clubhouse. So I'm going to pass on Granke. Um, obviously, if Frankie Montes is healthy and he is ready to go, then I think that's probably the best trade piece that you can go for. Um, I just, I just know how Mo works and, and I'm sure there's some long, long con to this, where he's like, you know, if I'm trading for you, Frankie Montes, I want to make sure you're a Cardinal for the next four or five years. Mm -hmm. Um, because he did it with Paul Goldschmidt. Um, you know, he's, he's kind of done that with Arnado as well. Um, and oh boy, I want to get to that, uh, tweet later. Um, but they're just there's just not a lot of like you know s tier pitchers where you're like i need him a lot of a pitchers and a lot of b pitchers and uh, there's not one that's really saying hey i'm gonna put you over the top win your division and make a big deep run in the playoffs right at least right now
0: and i think that's why you know fans are frustrated they want to see wins you know but i It's just sad how this team really doesn't stack up against... I say not stack up. I think we're just in a rut right now. And I say that because we could have swept New York, the Mets. We could have swept the Mets, you know? Yeah. Um, And that was, you know, a month or so ago. We could have swept them easily. But it didn't happen. Um, I say easily. And we could have swept them. Maybe not easily. But, you know, we're playing the... "Quote unquote," you know, the not mats of the uh, NL East, and you know we're just struggling right now. And you know, if it, we take a couple losses and things just start going downhill, so we're just in a rut. And that's that's where that's at.
1: Yeah, I mean, it it, it could be worse. <laughs> I can guarantee you that we could be. 10 games, 15 games out of first place. And, you know, effectively that might be the season right there. And you might be thinking of trading players instead of uh, bringing some in. So it well, could be, it could be worse. Yeah,
0: I think some fans would be fine with trading off the team.
1: Yeah. That that's, that, you know, that's a good transition point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I cannot. I'll,
0: I'll, I'll start it off. I'll start. Off. Yeah, no,
1: that's fine. That's fine.
0: I'll start off. Um, so this is just a, a PSA,
1: a huge PSA
0: public service announcement Big that, PSA. Uh, that I would like to start out with. Um, if you don't like watching this team, then don't turn on the television. I think that, I, I think that the people wrap themselves up in the game so much and they get so amped up about it that they They just trash talk it. If you don't like this team, don't turn on the television. Oh, but they're my favorite team. I don't give two shits. If you want to bitch and moan every single day about something, then don't turn it on. You know, I I, I see constant negativity every single day until, until you don't, until things start firing on all cylinders. And I know you see it too, that, oh, all of a sudden, oh, the Cardinals are back at it one day, the next day, you know, Let's get rid of Arenado. Yeah, fuck off,
1: man. <laughs> yeah, and here's my my PSA because I I cannot stress this. If you're going to throw out nonsense like wanting Arenado to leave, or if you're going to throw out nonsense about contracts and opt-outs and just com- continuously complain. Maybe find a different team. Yeah.
0: I mean, there's plenty of them. Maybe, there's 29 other there. ones. Yeah.
1: Maybe find a different team to, to root for. I mean, I feel the or same join, way. Join, join their legion of, uh, uh, of complainers as well.
0: Well, and yeah. it's...
1: Go ahead. It's
0: every... Day.
1: yeah it's, i know it's every day like, i know like i said you and like i you talk said. about it all the time it's
0: exhausting
1: Like Tw- twitter you can't... Twitter, it, twitter is a cesspool of toxicity. negativity and toxicity one day it's all butterflies sunshines and rainbows next day it's doom and gloom dark clouds thunder lightning hail raining fire from the sky scorched earth Mm-hmm. Mo didn't tie his bow tie too tight. Mm-hmm. Albert Pujols, he's a legend, but he sucks. I feel for the guy. I feel for Andrew Kisner, but he hasn't done anything. But I was, you know, I'm I was so sure that he was the second coming of Yadier Molina that I wanted him to play over Yadier Molina. But nobody talks about that anymore. Got people complaining about Ivan Herrera going down because he didn't get a chance to play. I mean, what is it? What else, what else do I need to add on there? And, I, and look, we, we we do this almost every week where we, we just clown on the people that continue to complain. And we're going to continue to do that every single time. Uh, I did it yesterday. As soon as you sent me that tweet about Arnado, I put it on Twitter. Then Cigar Mike asked me well, who is it? It's not worth me putting like, his name on there. He'll, he'll know if he sees it, he'll know. Mm-hmm. And, and it's no different than uh, uh, the other, you know, and I respect, you know, the guys at the noble sports podcast. I'd listen to them every now and then. Um, they do a good job. Um, but it's no different than, you know, the guy putting out the, the, uh, you know, Nolan R. Now is going to opt out to, to, to the Dodgers. Come on. Why are we still doing this? What are you doing it for, Clout? You want to make want to make some noise today? I, I don't get it. I, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just tired. I'm just tired.
0: Me personally, I think there's a fine line of being critical of the team, um, you know, saying consistently that they need to make a move that needs to be done, and then, you know, go from, you know, a team scores two runs and, oh, this game's over. This game is over. Arnado, I hope he leaves. You know, let's trade Goldschmidt. Let's why is pooh on this team? Dude, it's time to hang it up. Man, if you can't, if you can't handle the 162-game ride, then go find go go hop, it? I'll
1: find another team. Go,
0: go, on. go hop to a team that is consistently great. And then, you know, you'll be finding yourself jumping every single year. I mean, it's just
1: but here's the thing: What team is consistently great? You tell me. Mm. You tell. Seriously, you you tell me.
0: Well, I mean, you've got you've got the you've got the the you've got um, the Dodgers. You've got who, had, yeah. who hadn't
1: won, who had not won a World Series since what 80s? Okay.
0: Yeah, and then you've got okay. um,
1: that's neat. That's, that's very good. Very good. And then
0: you've got the the Yankees. Super issue. You can just jump who back had, and forth, really. Who
1: hadn't won since 2009? Very right. consistent. Got it. Got it. Okay. So that very consistent winning baseball means potentially long stretches of time between World Series, right? Yeah. And yet they're still historically great, just mm-hmm. like the Cardinals, who are also historically great. Even though I just said that again, but I just want to say it again for people in the back that the team, mm-hmm. regardless of what you think Mo does or not, is still a good team. Yes, they're going through a funk, but it's not insurmountable. That's that is my issue with a lot of a lot of people. They're acting as if four games is 20. They're acting as if the Cardinals are 20 games back. And then they're going to say this because I know how they act, I know how it goes. Well, they could have foreseen this. They could have done this earlier in the year. They could have signed Carlos Rodon. They could have done this. They could have done that. They didn't do it. What do you want? Mm -hmm. They didn't do it. What do you want? What if they're saving for something? We all know that the payroll is not as high as last year, but what do you want them to do? Mo Mo doesn't control the money. It's not Mo's money. Nope. This is this is a business just like everything else. This is a business just like everything else. And you know what? What hap- What are they going to say? If, let's let's throw out the crazy possibility, right? What happens if the Cardinals? You wake up one day and all of a sudden you see on your phone breaking news: the Cardinals trade for Shohei Ohtani. What are you going to do?
0: Well then, then are you going
1: to the- start? Are you going to start saying, "Oh, well, I, that's not the pitcher I wanted, Mo." Are you really going to sit there and be like, oh, yeah, I'm not, I am not. I don't want Mo o- Otani? Man. Uh, that, that's what I'm saying. It, everything is what Mo hasn't done, and I totally get it. His moves have not panned out. They haven't. It is what it is, though.
0: You know, sometimes, you know, the ride of um, the 2006 World Series run, would have been interesting uh, with some of these people. I also think it would have been interesting in, you know, 2011. Um, Cause I don't think really, I mean, there's like two Twitter users, C70 and one other person. That's it over the whole platform. Um, but um, friend of the show. Yeah. For a friend of the show, but you know, it's just, man, If you can't hang on for the whole season, don't, don't, you know. Yeah, I think, I think the problem is, 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 is whenever you've got guys like Kisner and Herrera, you've essentially got two guys, one with no MLB experience, one with very little MLB experience running your, your backstop. Yeah. And, um, you know, it is what it is, but you, you also got to look at things like this. You've got guys, and Yepes, Gorman, um, Brendan Donovan, who aren't necessarily used to the grind. Um, yeah, they play six game series down in ML minor league baseball, but at the same time, you know there are days where you know you randomly get days off during the series, you know, and and these. Yepes and, and and Donovan, especially, you know, these guys are, are key pieces right now in an everyday lineup. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, if they're not playing DH and they're playing the field, it can be a grind and it's tough on the body. So, you know, that's something that they got to adjust to, too. So this, this upcoming All-Star break is going to be huge for the team to gather everything and gear up for the second half.
1: Yeah. Like I said, once that second weekend of, of July is over and you hit that all-star break and you're essentially, you know, like I said, this, the, the schedule starts to open up very quickly. Um, There are still games that, you know, there's a series of the Dodgers, obviously the Brewers are thrown in there as as well, but there are other series like the Yankees that people are going to be eyeing, Mm -hmm. but you have opportunities across the board to, to really rack up some wins against your division and against Subpar par divi- uh, um, teams and other uh, divisions, but you've got to win those games. still. like you can't, you can't take days off after, after July, that's when the, the, you know, the dog days of summer kick in and you really got to dig deep, but, you know, I think what, what, what could happen is once the tread, once the, the all-star break really gets settled in, I could really see the Cardinals, you know, making a move pretty quickly within that time timeframe. Um, and it might be for uh, uh, some middle relief pitching. It might be some, uh, uh, you know, a bona fide closer even. I, I threw out a name a long time ago. I would see what you could trade for to get Jorge Lopez from the Orioles. Um, I, I know that it's an off-the-wall kind of guy but he's looked good this year and he, he throws hard and, and I think he's got good stuff. Um, Cause I think you need to, to give Ryan Helsley a break every now and then too. Um, but I think Ryan Helsley is more effective, not necessarily as the closer, but as a guy that is a pure stop gap. Um, so I, I would see, you know, if they could go out and get some kind of help like that. Um, I also, you know, if, if I'm going to hang my hat on a starting pitcher, the, coming up, uh, I would really like it to be Frankie Montes. I think he has the most upside, um, but they they've got to figure it out. You can't again. I'm gonna say it till uh, I'm blue in the face. You can't rely on a 17 game win streak to bail you out every single year. It cannot be that way.
0: Yeah, and I think I think a lot of things um, fall in, fall onto to the starting pitching though too. If yeah. you if you get a if your starting pitching starts lining out and you, you know, they start going six, seven innings at a time instead of three, four, five, you know, you, I don't say they go away, but your relief issues will start to dwindle because you're not getting guys out there on the mound every single day or every other day, or, you know, you're not wearing those arms out all the time. So, yeah. you know, one fix can generate into helping out other situations and um, you know, the earlier, the better in my eyes.
1: Yeah. And again, it, it comes down to what, what the other team is willing to do. I mean, it's not, it's not just the Cardinals. I know, you know that, but I know some fans need to hear specifically that phrase. It's not on the Cardinals to trade their pieces Sure, they can make a deal, but the other team has to meet them fifty—you uh, know, the fifty percent way there too. Oh yeah, it can just be the Cardinals. So the, uh, people need to be patient. It, it'll happen, but they have to be patient.
0: What's the odds you think the Cardinals might be able to get a de- deal done with Cincinnati for uh, Castillo?
1: Zero percent.
0: Okay, fair. That's
1: there unless unless. <laughs> Uh, I, no, I might even go there because I, I just, I, I don't think the Cardinals like the idea at all of trading within their division. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like a Luis Castillo. I said it a couple weeks ago. I think he's very good. I would love to have a Luis Castillo on our team. I just don't see, he, I don't see any possible way that the Cardinals could pull off a trade within their own division. Not even with the pirates. <laughs> Not even with the pirates because they got that one kid, uh Brednar, their their closer. Mm-hmm. He would he would be very, very good for the Cardinals too. But I I just don't see it. I, I, I don't see it. I don't see them dealing within the division in five years for them to possibly be burnt out.
0: Yeah. And yeah. unless
1: you're unless you're trading somebody that you internally know probably isn't gonna pan out, but the other team is willing to take a chance on him that's the only way that that gets done. I just can't see that happening.
0: Yeah, no, I, I get it. I mean, uh, I mean it's, it's
1: like so. it's like Madison Bumgarner, right? A lot of people want Madison Bumgarner. Who's going to pay for all that? Mm. Who's going to pay for all that? Oh, well, that's uh, a lot of, that's a lot of cash that you've got to pay for for a I'm not going to say subpar arm, but he's pretty average right now.
0: He's old. He's ancient. He's probably 32.
1: He is 32, I think.
0: What? Hold on. Hold on.
1: I'm not kidding. Hold on. I'm not kidding. Yeah, Adam Wainwright's little brother is 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 I think 31, 32.
0: No, he's 32. August 1st, 1989. Dude, he's been in the league since he was 12.
1: Yeah. Pretty much.
0: And I thought he was closer to 35, 36, honest to nope. god.
1: Nope. His arm, okay, well, the the years in San Francisco have, have taxed him, okay, that we all understand that, but they were worth it for him because he's arguably one of the best postseason pitchers I've ever seen in my entire life. I mean, uh, go ahead. His numbers aren't bad. I'm not saying that they're bad. I'm just saying that he's a very average pitcher, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, well, I mean, do you want to take I, average or do you want to take terrible?
1: I would take average. I would
0: How take, can, I can would take
1: Mad I would here's the thing. Now here's here's the true question: Would you take Madison Bumgarner over Dakota Hudson?
0: Uh, depends on the day, I guess. I I think you, I, I would
1: do it. I would do it in a heartbeat. Yeah. At least you you have a known commodity in Madison Bumgarner. You're not sure what Dakota Hudson you're going to get every day.
0: It's true. Yeah.
1: Because one day Dakota Hudson looks like he's a potential two three. And not a five. And then he throws a clunker like the other day where he can't, you know, he walks a guy every single inning. And, and, I, and you know what? And I, I want to touch on this because Alimar Mole has very has impressed me with how candid he's been about player and the players and their performances. He's gone on record and he said he's got to perform. Mm
0: hmm.
1: We, you know, he, he is almost two years, two full years removed from his Tommy John surgery. That's not an excuse anymore. Mm -hmm. It's not, he's got to perform better. Otherwise they'll find somebody else who will.
0: Yeah. I, I, that's a, it's an interesting case for Dakota Hudson because I mean, it seems like, you know, the, the moment everybody starts selling out on him, he goes out there and throws a gem, And then as soon as the praise starts up again, it's. You know, you get the what you called for last game, so it's it's tough. But I mean, yeah, I mean the thing is with with Bumgarner is can you fleece the Diamondbacks again <laughs> and get away with it?
1: I don't know. You can. They're going to be feeling very butt hurt about Paul Goldschmidt. I can guarantee you that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I get that. Well, I
1: mean, I would I would feel pretty butt hurt about it, especially with the season that he's having.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely! Because, I mean, yeah, dude, just, I mean, he's he's absolutely going on a tear right now.
1: Yeah,
0: and hopefully the All Star break doesn't mess that up because I mean, he's definitely front runner for MVP right now.
1: Yeah, in my opinion, for sure.
0: Well, do you have any closing arguments before we uh, wrap this up? Before uh, I think, I mean, we are on pace. Now I know me and you have discussed this, but we're on pace on track i guess you could say for a potential live show i say live it's just being us together next week yeah so um
1: i mean i i see well,
0: no issue with this. yeah so um yeah so yeah, i mean like i said any do you have any closing arguments other than um you know hopefully we get a w today with libby on the mound
1: Yeah, um, I've got one thing to to say, Um, and this is not baseball-related. This is St. Louis Blues-related. If today is Vladimir Tarasenko's last day as a St. Louis Blue, um, I wish him nothing but the best. He's provided some awesome memories um, as a Blues hockey fan. Um, and I'm glad he was able to win a, a, a Stanley Cup with the Blues. He's arguably one of the best Blues I think that have existed in terms of skill player, in terms of scorer. Um, I think he really likes St. Louis. I think that whatever happened in the front office, you know, happened, and I think that's the way it's going to to be at the end of the day. But I, I just wish him the best um if today is his last day as a St. Louis Blue. Um or if he gets traded later on in, in the off season because um, I really do like him as a player and it'd be a shame to see him go, but it is it is a business, just like the Cardinals. So um that that's what I have to say about that. Yeah, and I, uh stay awake, bro.
0: Dude. Yeah, I need a nap, I think. No, 10, I, I eleven I heard... o'clock. That, that's fine. Yeah, Teresinko's has provided plenty of memories as the St. Louis Blue. I mean, I hope he doesn't get traded because I think he's a very, um, a very big piece on this team. At the same time, like you said, it is a business, and um, if not, if he does go elsewhere today or in the future, you know, well wishes to uh, Vladimir Teresinko for um, all of the memories in St. Louis.
1: Yeah, and and if that's the case, you do trade him to Armstrong. I fully expect Matthew Kachuk to be a St. Louis Blue by the time October 15th starts. So make it happen.
0: October 15th, three months away until hey. the season starts.
1: And you never know. We might be in the middle of a playoff chase right there. So,
0: oh, shit. That'd be a wild time in the loo.
1: Yeah. And, and, and in 2023, you could have playoff hockey. I'm sorry, playoff baseball. Playoff hockey would be crazy. Uh playoff baseball, regular season hockey, and regular season MLS action. All in one weekend in October. Think about it, people. We're not that far away. Hang on to your weenies.
0: Hang on to your weenies per Tito. Well, That's a
1: good- you know what? Hang on to your weenies should be the the caption for this episode. <laughs>
0: Hang on to your weenies. Uh, that's fine. We'll roll with it then. I don't yeah. care.
1: that That's that's essentially what I'm saying to Cardinal fans the rest of the way. Hang on to your weenies. Hang because on to it's. It, it's just it. You need to you need to enjoy the ride while you can, and if you can't, again, find a new team.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Well, guys, um, if you want to follow the Turnin' 2 podcast on Twitter, the handle is at Turnin' the number two podcast. Uh, if you want to subscribe to the show, always on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Until next time, like Tito said, hang on to your weenies and go cards.
1: How about them?